Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Ripple Effect podcast. We are so glad that you are with us, whether you're watching uh, this video or whether you're just listening on your drive or on your way home or while you're washing dishes. Uh, we are grateful that you're joining us for this podcast. We start every podcast pretty much the same way with our sponsor for the day, and Brian has our podcast oh, yeah. sponsor. We have... So this is a uh, Wi-Fi router. <laughs> this is actually one made for a camera. But this past week, uh, several of you who are especially the online-only people know that we had some internet issues Sunday, the stream. Instead of having one video, we had like six videos chopped into pieces because the internet kept going out. And we had multitude uh, nightmare scenario of technical difficulties Sunday morning, first hour especially. Mm -hmm. Most of them were worked out by second hour. But The lights were strobing uh, again. I said first hour just got gypped in a lot of ways because I was so distracted. Mm. I told the worship team, I just feel like I wasn't even there. Like for the for the songs, I was just literally like trying to get through it because the lights were strobing and. So we're blaming the <laughs> wireless routers. We don't know if that's what it was. We yeah. know that the internet did not work the way it was supposed to, but yeah. we are grateful for them. But we're also blaming them. So anyway, everything's been reset <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. It's all working good, so. Oh, good. Well, uh, today we're joined in our studio. We're back home to our home studio. Uh, Brian Sevitz is here with me, and Sandy Fincher is our guest today, and we'll get to her here in a few minutes. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, preschool and uh, some of the ministry that she is participating in. But uh, Brian already got into it a little bit. Let's recap Sunday. Um, Sandy, were you here on Sunday? I was, yes. What were you doing? Do you were you were you just worshiping or were you serving? Yeah, I went to Sunday school and I came to the second hour, so I didn't know there was any. I didn't know there were any problems good. happening. That's good. Uh, well, you, that is good. <laughs> you sometimes volunteer in the in the kids section, right? Mm -hmm. You sometimes teach. Yes, in okay. the summer I teach all through the summer. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. So, but so it was a good Sunday for you then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was great. Well, we were stressed out, so I'm glad that you Sorry. didn't know anything about <laughs> Second it. hour did go better uh -huh. just because I, I was telling somebody, maybe you earlier, I was like, <clears throat> came backstage and it's almost like the, the halftime huddle. Like, <laughs> we're here for this purpose. I don't care what Refocus. technologically goes wrong. We're going to worship, and or I'm going to. I hope everybody else was, and it was just me first hour, but mm. and I was distracted. I think you have to do that no matter what setting you're in, right? So sometimes it's technological glitches. Sometimes you're in Mexico and there's a goat right there <laughs> bleeding really loudly. Or, you know what I mean? Like, no matter yeah. what setting you're in, it's challenging to refocus and be like, okay, what am I here for? Um, so we talked about, uh, we're almost done with our series uh, called Covered in the Dust. And we're talking about discipleship. And the challenge this past week was being a disciple doesn't mean you just answered Jesus' call. Uh, it doesn't mean you're just learning from him, although we are. It also means you are taking on his ministry. And uh, if you missed that sermon, it's not quite posted yet because we have to sparse together some things and get the video working quite uh, well. But the idea behind it is Jesus has entrusted to us his ministry, and if we're his followers, we have to take that ministry on of reconciling people to Jesus and um, yeah so if you missed that uh, it'll be up soon hopefully you can go and check that out 
Okay, we have uh, TLCC top three for you. Top three things that you need to know going into this week that's coming up. Um, Brian, you wanna take the first one? Yeah, the first one, these are all things we've been talking about. These are um, reminders. Nothing new, but they're all happening this week. First one is the Solid Men's Conference Thursday over at Central. There's actually uh, a weekend one, I guess, in, in uh, St. Louis, too, if you really wanted to go down there. They do both. That's a two-day two thing, and that's on the website. I don't have the, the details memorized of that. But the one here at Central starts at, like, 2 o'clock with some workshops, goes all the way through 6 on Thursday, and then the banquet's at 6.30. And we've been saying that the middle school and high school boys will be covered mm -hmm. by um, somebody in our church if they want to. And yesterday was the deadline. I assume they could still squeak in there. If you're just now seeing this, you need to comment or let us know immediately. Yeah, if you have a son or grandson that you want to take to this, it would be a great opportunity for them uh, to be around some men that are pursuing a relationship with Jesus and are trying to grow in their faith. And uh, it's just a good event as well. So, but yeah, all guys, all guys are invited to this. It's not a middle school, high school event at all. It's just a good, really exposure to what's well, a good thing I think for to do together as guys, and then um, exposure to the college. You know, if they haven't been over to Central, haven't visited there before, there's a lot of reasons to go. Yeah. Um, but you're definitely you don't have to register through us if you're just an adult guy wanting to go. You can do that through the college's website. I'm sure you can just show up as well, but yep. they like to know if you're coming. Yeah. Yeah. All right, the second one is if you're part of the XYZ ministry, which is our 55 plus uh, age ministry in the church. I got in trouble one Sunday because I said 65 and older. Uh -huh. That was no good. <laughs> I remember it's that 55 day. plus. <laughs> they are gonna be having lunch together as a group at Rooted 242. Uh, and I can never remember the street. Coates. Coates and there's a yeah, fifth? Yeah, fifth street. Okay. If you heard the podcast last week, we highlighted Rooted 242. Um, and uh, we are grateful for that ministry. They're doing a great job over there. Um, but the XYZ group are meeting there for lunch. They're meeting there at 11 o'clock. It's $15 um, at the door. And you're welcome to join them over there. They've got a group going and it should be a lot of fun. So... Um, and then the last one. Do you want to take the last one? Uh, Forging training. It's coming up. I don't, it's again more of a reminder yep. that it's this coming Saturday. Mm -hmm. And nine to two. Yeah. And if you're someone that wants to grow in your, if you, if you heard the sermon on Sunday and want to take seriously this idea of how do I take on the ministry of Jesus, reconciling people to him, making disciples. This is going to be key for you, and we're really excited about it. So that's 9 to 2. If you haven't signed up, just show up. We'll make room for you. Um, I think last I checked, there was about 32, mm -hmm. no, no, 37, about 37 signed up. And uh, so it should be a great day. So we're really excited about that. So there you go. Uh, Solid Men's Conference at Central Christian College of the Bible. Uh, if you're part of the XYZ ministry, they're going to Rooted 242 on Friday. And then the 4Gen training is on Saturday. So it's a pretty full weekend, and we hope you can find something in there that will be encouraging to you. Okay, we got this week's spotlight. Uh, Sandy, you have been a part of this church for a little while. Mm -hmm. You raised three children in this church. Yeah. 
Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the first experience you had with Union Avenue. Was it Union uh -huh. Avenue? It was. Then, okay, yeah. tell me about, the, I've never heard this. What's your first experience with Union Avenue? Well, we started, well, we moved back to Moberly. We started going there right away. I think we probably joined like our very first Sunday mm. visiting because we wanted to get involved right away. So yeah, they just like got us going on music and teaching. I think I started teaching the five-year-olds way back then, like 27 years ago Early wow, at church. So that's the age I've always mm -hmm. taught for Sunday school. Okay. I love it. Your five-year-olds, that's your, that's your niche right there. Yeah. Okay. I like preschoolers too, but five-year-olds, they can, they can do so much. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you, uh, your husband is the president of Central Christian College of the Bible. But you are even, I think, more famous than he is in Moberly <laughs> because you uh, run the preschool at Timberlake Christian Church. Tell me about how that got started. How did you even get involved? Was it a ministry already going on? Um, how did that all happen? Well, I studied at Central. I studied the Bible. But then I also studied early childhood education at another college. And I just loved it. Once I got into that, I thought, boy, someday I hope. I can like do a Christian preschool. So that was just my dream. Mm -hmm. So once my kids got a little bit older, got into school, it was like time to mm -hmm. make it happen. And thankfully the church got behind me and, and let us do that. So when was that? That was, this is our 16th year. So I took like a whole year just to get ready mm -hmm. for it and have like, we hadn't been in this building very long, maybe a year or two when the preschool yeah. started because it started in 2007. Yeah. That's crazy because yeah. I thought it was going before I came here but that's that's when I came here too. That's the year you got yeah, here? Yeah. I guess it was the same same time. Mm -hmm. So what have been the biggest blessings uh, that you've seen through the preschool for you personally and also for the church and then what have been some of the unique challenges that you faced running a preschool? Um, wow. You should have I didn't prep her. Yeah, I really should have. I really should have prepped you on this. No, okay. Um. Well, we've definitely had people from like our own church, many other churches, and just all around the community, the surrounding towns. So mm. we've been able to touch lives of a lot of different people over the years and make those relationships that continue. Like I still see those families around town. Their their kids are grown up, but I can recognize the parents. So that helps me to still recognize the kids if they're with mm. their parents. Mm. Um, so just those ongoing relationships or some families you get three and four kids Yeah. by the time all their kids come through. So you get to know them and yeah. did. So I overheard you in the hallway with one parent um, or some like, I don't know if they were a parent or not, but you said I had you in preschool. Yeah. That was an older brother, an older brother, like 15 now. Okay. I, so 15 years is not quite old enough to have the kids that you had have kids in there yet, right? <laughs> well, n no, but I mean, the first kids we had graduated high school a couple years ago. Oh so my goodness. Mm. I'm uh, waiting for the day. It's that, coming. That it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> what about some unique challenges that you faced um, leading this ministry, uh, working with parents? Has there been things, I mean, obviously around uh, younger students what four and five year olds three, three four and five three four and five so there's always unique challenges yeah. but on the side of like this is a ministry that you're that you're providing for the community what are some unique challenges you faced there's always those 
students that are challenging. <laughs> my, <laughs> so just, my voice. Is no. <laughs> that, you know, just figuring out how to love all of them and meet their needs and talk to the parents in a way that encourages them and, you know, not just like, oh, your kid's always being bad. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would never want to make someone feel like that. So, mm-hmm. but how to how to work out those things? Mm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so I'm always curious for someone that starts a like has a vision for a ministry or an idea. Like I want to meet this need. Um, what would you would you give any advice to yourself 16 years ago when you were pulling the trigger to be like I'm gonna do this? Is there anything like now that you've are on this side of things that you would have told your younger self? You know, is there any advice you would have given yourself? Yeah, well, I love like lesson planning and coming up with a theme and putting everything to go with it. Mm-hmm. But when I first started, I thought I had to find all the ideas that went with that theme and I thought I had to do them all. Mm. And it's not possible. No. So looking back, I have learned like choose a few things that you, you know, have an idea are probably going to work mm-hmm. and be good and don't worry about doing them all because there's not enough time and you mm. might get to that another year anyway. So mm. that's what I would say is stop trying to find all the ideas all at once. All at once. What about someone who might feel like God's put something on their heart that, you know, they want to do something. We talked to Amy a little bit about this with her ministry at Rooted 242. Like, what would you say to someone who might feel like I, I need to start something, maybe not a preschool, but something, um, mm-hmm. But those fears or worries or I've got to come up with all the lessons or what what would you encourage someone if they're in that place of God's laid something on their heart to do and they're not sure they're, they can do it? Well, for me, I just took a lot of time to think it through and pray about it and to research and just took my time and actually getting started. Like I, that's maybe just how I work, but mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I kind of had it figured out before it ever started. So maybe slow down, be yeah. patient, <clears throat> do your research. Yeah, and find good people to do it with you. Oh, I've had that all along. Yeah. So I've always had a good co-teacher or two mm. along the way. So couldn't have done it by myself. That's good. Um, so we are, uh, Brian and I are both friends with uh, one of your, well, I'm friends with all your children, but uh, with one of your sons who was an intern here, um, Alex, um, are there any good embarrassing stories about any of your children that we could ah. hear, uh, particularly Alex? Is there any, like, any, can you give us any details, some insider information we could blackmail him with or anything? <laughs> no? I'm sure I could. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I've seen some videos of little Alex, you know, playing his... Uh, his. Uh, I've been here for all those years. All yeah. Well, not the really, really young, but playing like, I remember Alex. He went young. through them all. I, yeah. yeah. I want, I want the, the details of he jumped in the baptistry or, you know, he like. So I volunteered here before I was staff with Mary on Wednesday nights. And like Alex and Justin Wilson, Anna, I think maybe was in there by that point. Or maybe she was in the younger class. I don't know. Mm. Or no, yeah, she's she's older, right? She's two so years So she older. would have been in there, but older. Anyway, um, it's crazy. Like they talk about how as you get older than everybody else, like um, it's like in a blink, all those kids are graduated and doing all these crazy things. And then my kids will be there too. They will fast. be there. They will be there. I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah, yeah give it to That's me. That's not really embarrassing, but um, he wanted to learn to play the ukulele. Mm-hmm. He's probably about third or fourth grade. 
And so we ordered a ukulele, but before it, it was going to take a while to come in. So he used an app on the iPad that had the strings. You could, you could see them. And he learned to play the ukulele by holding an iPad. <laughs> so I still remember we got it in the mail. Uh -huh. He opened it up and, you know, he could already play he it. started Because he had it. been practicing <laughs> on those iPad. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, <laughs> all of your children are incredibly talented. And it kind of makes me sick. I, with Adam, I did a camp. And, and just his talent with not only music, but also technology just mm. infuriates me. He interned here too. Yeah, he oh, did. did he? Did Anna have? Did Anna intern here with Mary, or did no, she just help but her a she lot? Helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and she basically was an intern, <laughs> but not efficient. Yeah. Well, all of your kids are super talented, and you're on this side of things where, um, you know, you're, uh, they're married. Yeah. Uh, you are a grandma, mm -hmm. and another one's on the way. Yes. Um, you also lead a mom's group on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. So that for for all the parents who maybe are like me that are still in those feels like trench years where you're in the diapers and you it's late nights and snotty noses and you're wondering what in the world am I doing? Am I messing my children up? Do you have anything to share with parents, moms for kids that are that you're they're still in the process of raising their kids? Yes. Any, any encouragement for them? You're doing a good work and keep it up. You're doing great. You're, you're going to get through it and your mm -hmm. kids are going to, they're going to be raised and all those things you think they're never going <laughs> to like learn how to do or quit doing, they're going to. So don't worry. Stay and the course. All of us older ones are just here to help you out along the way and support mm -hmm. you. Do you think it's hard for parents to like ask people that are kind of older than them for advice or help? What, what keeps keeps people from either asking for help or, you know, maybe someone older that would be willing to from actually helping. Yeah, I think like you just don't want to admit that you're having problems or that you don't know what you're doing or that mm -hmm. maybe you have this impression you're giving to people that your kids are, you know, pretty well perfect, but mm -hmm. you don't want to want everybody to know that they're not. Mm -hmm. None of them are. I was going to say, that's kind of the <laughs> secret, isn't it? With the, As you've seen so many kids come through the preschool, you kind of get a in the disadvantage point that everyone has issues. Yeah, and even the kids that are like really good during preschool, their parents tell me the things they do at home. Right. And I just, <laughs> whoa, can't believe it. So, <laughs> so hang in there um, and stay the course. You're you're doing better than you probably think. That's that's yeah. some good advice. Yeah. That's some good advice. Okay. Now for the uh, preschool. Yeah. Uh, both of my boys have come to the preschool. Jessica actually uh, taught for what a couple years a few years yeah um and so obviously i have huge uh, you know compliments for everything going on but we need to tell people anyone that might happen to be you know watching that wants to get their kid into the preschool you you've started your enrollment because you mm -hmm. just asked me to update all that on the website mm -hmm. so how do they do that yeah they just need to fill out an enrollment form and make sure that gets to the church or gets to me yeah, and they can find that enrollment form at tlcc.church, and there's a tab for mm -hmm. preschool. Yeah, tlcc.church/preschool will take you to where you need to go, mm -hmm. and the morning class always fills up first. So if you want the morning class, get get with it. Got to get in on it. <laughs> yeah. How many students do you typically have um, in a semester? We have about forty at a time. About forty. About twenty in the morning, twenty in the afternoon. So that's great. 
That's great. So if you're interested in sending your child to preschool, they have to, there's criteria. They have to be at least three years old, right? Yes. And they have to be three by August 1st. By August 1st. Don't try to turn three midway through the <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. that. No, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> potty trained? Should be. Should be potty trained. Maybe there's some gray area there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want any brown area. That's the main thing. <laughs> gray area is fine. No brown area. Um, so yeah, uh, those are, that's the criteria. Um, and if you are, and then up to five years old, right? Yeah. Up to five. Just starting kindergarten. Just starting kindergarten. Yeah. So if, if you are interested in getting your kid enrolled in preschool, that's where uh, you need to do it. TLCC.church slash preschool. And uh, you will not regret having your child interact with Sandy um, and all her volunteers and helpers uh, as well. Because she doesn't do it alone. Mm -mm. And uh, <laughs> But they have a great team. Okay, we are, let me give you a final blessing uh, here, the blessing of the week. I was reading this book oh, called, um, it's called Managing Leadership Anxiety. And it just talks about the, uh, the ways, the different ways that we come across anxiety, uh, deal with anxious thoughts, and um, it's been, I haven't gotten that far into it, but it's been a good book so far. Um, but I was thinking about it because in, in some of my reading, we were in Philippians chapter four, and you've heard this verse before, rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice, let your reasonable reasonableness be known to everyone, the Lord is at hand, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then the promises, the peace of God will fill your life, uh, fill your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. We've heard that verse and we say, okay, be anxious about nothing. And I mean, Sandy and Brian can tell you they've never been anxious about anything. <laughs> no, okay. Um, and the idea of like, well, how, that, what, what does that even mean? What does that even look like? And I read this uh, line in this book and it said this, it said, anxiety uh, shrinks the power of the gospel because it presents to us a false gospel, one of self-reliance rather than reliance on God. The, the, the gospel of self-reliance is always bad news because it leads to more anxiety. But if I can learn to notice it, eventually name its source and triggers and move past it, I encounter the actual good news of Jesus, the gospel of grace, which always leads to more freedom. And the idea uh, being when I rely on my own abilities or my own strength, it only is going to create more anxiety within me. Uh, so when I face anxious circumstances, uh, Paul is on to something here when he says, let your requests be made known to God, because it's in doing that that we're reminded, I don't have to solve every problem. Like you're saying, I don't have to you know, figure all the answers out right at the beginning. Um, but I, I lean on God's understanding. And in that, in that way to address it, I am reminding myself, my mind, and my body, uh, my power comes from Christ, not from me. And when I lean on Him and trust in Him, I am believing and embracing the gospel of Jesus, which is always going to lead to more freedom, uh, not more anxiety. So that's your encouragement for today. If you're dealing with anxious thoughts or maybe some things coming up that uh, has kind of kept you up at night, uh, remind yourself, am I trusting in the gospel of Jesus, which leads to peace and freedom, or a self-led gospel, which I have to do everything on my own? Um, 
Do you have anything more to say about that? I know I just spat it off, but that's the no, best thing. That was good. Thank you. Need that reminder like almost every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem is we, we often, uh, I read somewhere they were, they were talking about um, uh, s- snack bites of, of the Bible where you only, you go to the Bible just to snack when you're feeling hungry or when you feel like you need something rather than, you know, daily intake. Um, yeah, we need the reminder daily. So. Well, thank you for joining us this week uh, for this week's edition of the Ripple Effects podcast. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged, that you've learned a little bit about the preschool. Thank you, Sandy, for joining us. Uh, Brian, as always, thank you for being here as well. And uh, we'll see you next time. God bless you guys.